That's Hi. it for the patch. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. I we'll be back next week. Can uh, you hear me? Hello, Internet? You're they thought we were indicate. mimes before, so. Well, we were. They really caught on to it, yeah. We were all stuck in an invisible box. So this is, for those of you that are listening to the audio podcast, this is take two. Yeah. We've or been here once before. You weren't before. listening to it before, or so. Or really any not live yeah. version. And this, is, uh, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by NatureBox and The Loot Crate. Uh, I am joined by today. Ashley. Meg. And Ryan. And uh, the spirit of Gus, who's... Been we, deported. I just want to say... I'm going to throw that out there. He's we, been deported. I'd flip this rude. over, too, but the sand's already halfway out. Who knows? Uh, Time. Is it, is it half full or half empty? Both. <laughs> it's in a state of duality that we cannot yet express in scientific terms. Stick it in a Mobius loop and let's see what happens. There we go. I don't want to start any rumors. I don't want to start any conspiracy yeah. theories. Right. I don't want to start any of that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, we said Gus was a government assassin. Suddenly, stuff doesn't work. It's true. They cut the feed. Stuff doesn't work. Started out with jokes. Yeah. Stuff doesn't work. Okay? Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Make your own conclusions. Oh, Here's and now why. they're going to cut really, it again. Now I, I wish somebody could jump up and be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I don't think Gus is an assassin. All right. We're still living. Oh, for now. Wouldn't we be like we're at the top cover. of his Wouldn't we be like at the top of his list? Yeah, we're, we're his cover. Absolutely. Yeah. If we weren't here, he would have to be here. He, he wants you killing. to think You're that. saying we're like his beard? Yes. <laughs> we're all we're all his beard. We are the beard of God. We are his creepy mustache. Um, well, welcome back. We're going to talk about video games. Yes. Some more. That's we did a little bit. It was the best discussion ever. We solved all about every problem with the video game industry. We solved it. Also, the debt crisis. Uh, we, mm. uh, we announced Half-Life 3. We brought peace to the Middle East. It was amazing. None of it was it. recorded, though. It's all gone. As as the business happens. So... What was we? Oh, so we were discussing. Yes, I, I got to start off by saying. To, mm, what are you going to say? Nintendo sucks. Oh, and you didn't think you were going to have any more rage left, but here it is. Uh, Look at no, the, I can see you getting more trouble. It's a simmer. It's a simmer. It's a slow simmer. It's Let's a, it's a wasted afternoon. So right. we're starting with the facts, which is Nintendo released a new Let's Play policy, which is if you're going to release content with their games, doing a Let's Play in their games, you are going to split ad revenue with them. But basically, they're going to take all the ad revenue. You're going to submit uh, saying that you would like some of that ad revenue, please. And then they, if you, they approve it, they will give you part of like 40% they of give you 60%, 60% of, of the revenue after YouTube takes their right. cut. So what ends up happening is um, I think it, it varies how much the cut YouTube takes. But let's say 45%. I've heard that as an average. And then um, so there's 45% and there's 55%. And then of that 55%, uh, Nintendo will take forty um, percent. Yes, thirty uh, percent if you register your entire channel, which I believe means you don't do anything. Yeah. but you Nintendo dedicate it on purely to Nintendo. Um, so let's be realistic: forty percent. The Miyamoto Shrine of the <laughs> Internet, basically. Well, I have one of those in my room, <laughs> um, and so then they'll take forty percent of that, which leaves uh, the the Let's Players, people making the videos, with thirty three percent of the overall total revenue. Um, the, ad, the ad revenue there is a, that's math. I I'm that. gonna. I don't know nice. enough to dispute that, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that's good Someone's math. Multiplying um, percentages. Yeah. So uh, of course, with uh, with let's play groups like Achievement Hunter, I mean, yep. how does that affect you guys? Well, I mean, it basically drives us away from doing any kind of Nintendo content because we don't want to share revenue. We don't have to depend on Nintendo. Uh, we're not obviously not going to be an exclusive Nintendo partner. So we've got you know PlayStation, we've got Xbox, we've got PC. There's no reason for us to give up income to do their games. Sure. Now, playing devil's advocate because somebody has to. Um, <laughs> you realize that the devil's no, advocate no. Like works that. for the devil. He just advocates on behalf of yeah, the devil. It's like it's, it's like his PR company, man. Yeah. It's like he's, it's not really. We're like a lawyer who doesn't get to choose also, who the different. I like that you've made Nintendo the devil. I didn't even have to, to cast them in that light. Yep. It's a Ryan figure wins. of speech. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Um, uh, so Nintendo's argument uh, is that uh, because this content is made using their game, which they, you know, of course, um, you know, most of these games are going to have teams of multiple hundreds of people over the course of multiple years to create them. And then um, then these people get a hold of them and spend a couple hours and, and they make all the money. And YouTube feels entitled to that because the game's... Uh, because this form of entertainment is made utilizing their copyrighted, their their property, basically. Um, and they feel like they should get a cut of that. Because if not for the game, you wouldn't have the video. 
Wow. Sure. Hey, not for that camera over there, we wouldn't have this video. Do you think we owe Black Magic some money because we're streaming on we their camera? We just called up their camera. Free I advertising. Did. There you go. Good job. New, new Black Magic cameras. Which brings me to my devil's advocate point because Ryan is the devil. Ryan's side well, of the well, argument. Look, that's, no one's arguing that. No, there's, I don't there's think devils they are. everywhere on both sides of the issue, apparently. <laughs> there's just devils. All right. Just devils there's for no days. good person here. No one wins. Uh, which is that you're adding, you're not just uploading video of the game. You are adding your personality mm-hmm. to the video. There is other reasons for people to tune in. And the bigger issue is it's basically free advertising. Why you paid for that game. That is yours. You own it. You should be able to make a video in it and basically encourage other people to buy the damn game. The um the uh, the argument that uh that PewDiePie made was that he feels as though don't you quirk your eyebrow. It's, you throw out the PewDiePie name. I got to quirk my. It's I, all right. It's I'm just right. saying, but he made we a very it. good argument. You're too cool for PewDiePie. <laughs> uh, which I is even say it. Uh, thanks he, for my devil's advocate over here. So, I'm sorry, my client is not too cool. For, I mean, is too cool for uh, yeah, whatever. We too cool it. for pewds. Um, he, he argues that he thinks his audience shows up for him, not for the game, and that regardless of what game he played, that they would show up. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, right, a lot so of Right, so don't play Nintendo, which is exactly what you guys said you were doing. I mean, there's, uh, essentially, there's people that are subscribed to a channel are coming for the people on that channel. They're not just searching for a game. Now, you know, a, per- a percentage of any traffic is, hey, like, when GTA comes out, people will search for GTA and find people like us or other, uh, Let's Players. But in most cases, the the bread and butter of companies like ours is the subscribers who are there for us. And we can turn off your game and turn on Let's another game. Let's be honest, Ryan. They're there for you. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to say it. But now my, she's the devil on your shoulder. Man, <laughs> devil's everywhere. you got, like, devil over here, little <laughs> devil over here. I want Ashley to be the Yoko Hono <laughs> achievement hunter. <laughs> just like, you're the best. <laughs> I am the best. Wait, turn what? Every, I want you to turn everyone an achievement hunter against each other by saying they're the best. That people only tune in for them. <sighs> You got this. I'm worried. Hey, but, Michael, I mean, everyone likes you the best. Hey. Rage Quit has the most views on that channel. Just saying. Not on our channel. Just saying. It's on, well, it's on Rooster Teeth. Um, uh, sorry, we got distracted. Yeah. But by, I mean, it's by, like, what by trying to ruin your jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It's like, at what point is what you paid for yours? That's true. But aren't there restrictions against things like movies that you can't show them at, like in public venues, more or less, without, yes. without certain things? So it's not like that's new, per well, se. The weird, the, that's kind of the weird thing here. So video games are in a weird spot where they're sort of narrative work, but they're also sort of collaborative work. Uh, and I think this thing c- could kind of fly in terms of them wanting to own the narrative parts of a Let's Play. So if you were to do a single-player experience and just go through the whole game, kind of like our, our like full play, play by Michael, yeah, uh, and show cutscenes and show story, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then... Uh, then that, yeah, okay, maybe you're entitled to something there because that is basically like a movie or a show. But collaborative efforts, things that are, are the entertainment derived just from playing the multiplayer side of these games, I don't feel like that's, it's a tool just like any other tool, like a keyboard, like a uh, a video camera. I mean, it's what the Let's Players themselves are adding to it and doing with it that makes the content not necessarily the platform. Which that's, is, I, I would say, which is, for Nintendo, that's a hindrance to them because most Nintendo games that people are playing and making Let's Plays in are multiplayer games. They're Mario Parties or Mario Karts or things like that where they're, people aren't tuning in for the story. They're not going to watch it and then go, well, I've played that game before, now I'm not going to get it, or I know how that ends, so I'm not going to purchase it. They see that and say, they're having fun. I want to have fun, too. I'm going to buy that game. That's true, although, again, devil's advocating. Um, from Nintendo's standpoint, um, these these uh, these videos are made, of course, using personalities, but also, again, using their stuff. Should they be entitled to a portion of the earnings as a result of that? Would you have been able to make that video and make that content without their game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just go buy an indie game on Steam. The indie developers love it when yeah. they do that kind of stuff. It only that works because there are people who are grateful for yeah. the advertising. Um, I, you know, I brought up in a thing that never happened. We never had this discussion before. <laughs> uh, previously, that Hidden in Plain Sight, the developer of that game, was over the moon when uh, they did an Achievement Hunter video. And same for, uh, more recently, Jumped at Rex uh, is a mm-hmm. friend of mine who made that game, and Michael did Rage Quit in it. And he, he was just so excited. Go ahead, have the game for free. Tell people about it. Now they're going to get it and people go and buy it and they realize the value in that. So because the indie market recognizes the value in Let's Players, they can they provide games that are not going to be taxed by them. They're not going to ask for parts 
portions of the income on it um, that people can play. Like mm-hmm. if everybody shut out and said you have to pay me if you use my game, then people might be more accepting of the policy. But because there are games we get to use for free, because indie devs like that, and and uh, you know Microsoft came out and Devolver Digital came out and encouraged Let's Plays, uh, there are companies who are willing to allow you to use their games for free. The the policy seems a lot more stringent and shitty. Well, they've already tried this once before where they tried to take all of the income. Right. Uh, and that went and down that was, in flames fairly quickly. And this has been a sort of long process. That was yeah. like mid-2013. Mm-hmm. And then they've sort of been wiffle-waffling since then where they'd be like, all right, we're going to back off that a little bit and you can have this and we'll only claim some of them, uh, you know, but this. But you're not allowed to put up any videos showing the cutscenes of this, otherwise we'll just straight up take it down. Or, you know, they've, they've been very weird about that as a company. And they're pretty much the only company that, that is approaching Let's Plays this way. Like uh, um, Microsoft Studios, as an example, uh, just a few weeks um, before Nintendo's announcement made their Let's Play policy. And um, it, it has a couple things in it, like uh, no pornography and no... Hacking. No hacking. So oh, you can't make shoot. videos like showing people how to break the game. But otherwise, they said, you go ahead, you fully monetize it. And they're they're going much more in that indie direction of, we look at this as free advertising. Nintendo is kind of the holdout here in that they feel that their game is the the benefit or, you know, as significant enough that they should get money for that. Well, they've always been kind of xenophobic about controlling their their brand and controlling how their brand is delivered. So uh, it seems like more of an extension kind of that, too. But I, I think it's just going to be the same thing where it'll just drive people away from doing it. Right. If they want that kind of exposure, uh, then they're going to have to un- remove the restrictions. If they don't care, then... And the other thing is, it seems like it'd be very hard to enforce. So YouTube's very good about catching things that are like cutscenes, where it's a you know the same shot for everybody and music which is very easily replicatable but the rest of that there's no consistent camera mm-hmm. uh so it'd be very hard i suspect to to catch some of those things unless they start queuing off ui or uh or maybe just being able to catch individual sound effects which then let's players could just remove the sound altogether how much do you have to change the game before it's like well you just don't have <laughs> rights to it anymore yeah i always right. do i do always wonder about that youtube mm-hmm. filter you you know you hear stories about uh catching like, you know, music from another room that mm-hmm. someone was playing or like a little like someone in the background is watching a TV show and it gets flagged. Oh, yeah. Uh, How'd you know, that happen? All, all kinds of stuff like that. So I, I wonder a lot about that filter. But, you know, it's also user based, though. It's a lot of people who report those things. So I think it up until a point like YouTube won't be able to catch those Nintendo uh-huh. things or Nintendo won't be able to catch them. But users will go in <laughs> and report people's videos for using the Nintendo. But oh, it's also man. But it's also a case of, like, Nintendo could just have someone searching for Nintendo Let's Plays and manually flagging them all day long. And not to get away from video games, but YouTube's system is basically, if you're a big enough content creator, you can go in and say any video is yours, and they'll default give it to you, and then they'll review it later. Like, they're just going to start giving you the ad revenue (laughs) from that video if you're a big enough company, and companies abuse it all the time. Yeah. In fact, there um, there have been a lot of companies that have um, either claimed or... Um, actually used the DMCA takedown policies to actually remove videos that didn't speak favorably about their game. That ends up creating a huge shitstorm for them. Like, it ends up always biting people in the ass, but they do try it. There was someone who did it. It was a zombie thing. Remember, they gave it to a bunch of developers, and then they only took down, or, like, a, a yeah, bunch of YouTubers. Yeah, they only took down, like, the, the ones, the, the that, ones like, that were negative. It. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was, I don't even remember the name of the game, because screw yeah. you, that was <laughs> shitty. But and you know who has that, who has a long history of fighting against that and speaking up about it is specifically is a total biscuit mm-hmm. he's he's done that a lot you know he's had issues where they they would pull stuff down i think there was also a, a gymquisition from uh from uh you know jim from the escapist or used to be escapist um they someone has you know people have taken down his stuff as well because they didn't like the way it was portrayed hmm. which i mean that that's the, the other side of this equation is fair use at what point is it uh, you know, review? Is it satire? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that Let's Players could do that could easily fall into those categories where you shouldn't be able to take it down. It's just the infringing on your freedom of speech. Yep. That's that whole Taylor Swift thing that we were covering. Uh, the guy who made a, a blank space parody uh-huh. where he murdered Taylor Swift. It was, and then they... I mean, it, it was admittedly in, in poor taste. <laughs> but Welcome to it the was internet. a parody. He made his own song and he just used her tune. 
And, uh, but it was all original lyrics, it was mm-hmm. original video, and Sony still took it down. Right. Well, I mean, to this day, uh, Ice, Vanilla Ice, right? In that other song where he's like... Da, Under da, Pressure, da, 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 the much better version? No, it's... Da, 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 what is it like? Yeah. Da, 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 da. But there's that ice clip baby. of him singing, like, how it's so different. Gus is rolling somewhere in his his infinite space that he's going to come get us that we're not, we're talking about music and not games. No, but right. I mean, it's, yes. but it all, it all comes back to that, that same issue of like, you know, when is it fair to use? Right. Who should get cuts of what? So we can all agree that right. Nintendo's bad. Yes. And that the devil's advocate was, uh, ineffectual in making an argument and continue on to the next topic. Both of us identified as devil's advocate. So I'm glad that you just blanket statement. Yeah. that. Neither so, one of us So wins. basically Ryan goes, everybody but me is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's wrong. And so we can except for you? move forward. Yeah, except for me. Right, I like that. I like how job. this worked out. Let's worked talk out. about other things now. <laughs> Any suggestions? Ryan's got the list. The list, yeah. Yes. The main list. Bring so, us the hey, list. You're going to be excited. Homeworld's coming back. Oh, really? oh, I'm, so excited. I'm so excited. In fact, um, we're we're. I got so excited about it that um, I'm trying to arrange a studio visit with Gearbox. Nice. And so Ashley was like the only it. person who didn't get to see it at at PAX South. I was really Aww. sad. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like I went and I watched the gameplay they released like this. Like, it was so exciting to watch. I admittedly did not play it um, when it first came out. I knew nothing about it and only went to the Homeworld booth to check it out or to the Gearbox area to check it out because I knew how excited Ashley was about it um, and wanted to do a piece on it for the No. It's amazing. Like there, It is such a passion project to hear them talk about. Um, they hired the same voice actress. It turns out um, one of the, the voice actresses <laughs> in the first Homeworld game was pregnant. So when they did the second Homeworld game, she, her voice had changed. So they fired her and they got a new person. But we went back. We got the original voice actress because we like her better. And did like, they have to knock her up to get her to sound the same? <laughs> I, they didn't say anything that about was, it. Are you willing to have another child Insemination for this game? That was, that was a perk. I guess. Wait, do people's voices change when they I get guess. So I, I learned something so. about children. Um, uh, the, I so I played Homeworld. I think I was in high school uh, at the time, and it was the first. It was really the first like real time strategy game. No, maybe Warcraft was first. I don't remember. Uh, but it was the first space RTS I ever played, and it was one of those games uh, that. I went into it. I didn't know a lot about it. I got. I thought the box was super cool, and someone had told me that that it was good. And so at the time, that's how I bought games. So peer pressure, basically. Yeah. Why not? Sometimes it does good things too. Uh, peer recommendations. Okay. That's Word good. of mouth. And yeah. There you go. Uh, and so I I bought it. I played it, and immediately was floored. It took classical music and and added it like symphonic music to space space was not boring it wasn't black it was these like beautiful multicolored nebulous combat was three-dimensional like you could Mm -hmm. like loop around and like come down at a dude and have like managing all these ships let me just tell you you think space wasn't boring or ugly but when you watch it next to the new homeworld old space was boring and ugly i'm so excited (laughs) like i just it it is and they did scene for scene they got the Mm -hmm. same artist he redrew everything it's incredible so, how much attention to detail. It is scene for scene, shot for shot, the exact same One game. of the things I really love about the story of how Homeworld Remastered is even becoming a thing is that um, I believe it was Randy Pitchford, the you know um, Gearbox chief, who, who's a huge fan also of, of Homeworld. And um, so he, when it came up for auction, because I guess THQ owned it at the time. Poor uh, THQ. Poor THQ. Yeah. <laughs> He was such a big fan of the franchise, regardless of the fact that it had been, you know, nothing had been done with it for, like, ten years, that he bought it up immediately. And a bunch of the um, the ex-Homeworld developers had gone, and they were developing a spiritual successor. They were calling um, Project Blackbird, Operation Blackbird. I'm pretty sure there was a Blackbird involved in any case. And so they were developing a spiritual successor. And... Uh, so they went out to them and said, hey, guys, we actually got the Homeworld IP. You should come back and make this. Uh, Shipbreakers. Shipbreakers. That sounds good. Wait. I'd play that. I'm not sure where Blackbird is. They might have been the studio name. I think it was. I think that's the case. Yeah. And that so, sounds like a pirate. Um, the, 
Oh, so they made Shipbreakers, and now they're bringing it back under the Homeworld umbrella to be not just a spiritual successor, but an actual successor, and it's Homeworld Shipbreakers. Nice. I got it right, finally. Sorry, it took my hey, brain a little bit to... you brought it all back to, around, yeah. It took my brain a little bit to... Like you looped up. it in there. But, um, but I'm so happy that it's getting an HD remaster, because I'm just... Like, it's been so many years. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for more people to discover the franchise and have that amazing experience with it that I did. Yeah, not only yeah. did they up it, but they also moved it into the Homeworld 2 engine, so that'll help graphically just, it look a little bit better. They almost didn't even just up it, they remade it. Well, they, they did. They everything. fully remade everything. Um, I thought it was really interesting, actually, when... Um, when Blackbird was, so they got the IP and Blackbird was working on what they were calling a spiritual successor and um, Gearbox reached out and said, so is it actually a sequel or is it a spiritual successor? And they're like, it's a spiritual successor. And they were like, oh, well, we wanted to hire you to make a Homeworld game. And they were like, okay, actually it is a Homeworld game. We were just worried that you were going to sue us. And they were like, no, we want you to make that. I was like, okay, cool. We lied. It's actually a Homeworld game. It's halfway game. done already. It, Here it, you go. It actually, you want to play it today? They were literally like, yeah. Okay, great. We thought you were going to sue us, so we lied. And, yeah. uh, and then they brought him in under um, the umbrella. Funny story. The, uh, I guess, like, the um, Alex Garden, who, like, Homeworld was kind of like his brainchild. Um, when I first started in the industry, I, I made fan sites for games. And one of the games that I made fan sites for, um, my very first fan site ever was a game called American McGee's Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it got to be, you know, very, like, large in that particular fandom. And so I met American McGee. And he invited me to an E3 party that he was having when he was um, oh. uh, he was going to announce I think they'd announced American McGee's Oz which I'm not sure if that ever got off the ground I never saw that game or, no. um, I think it was Oz uh, but they were trying to get that going and so he had a, a big party and I met Alex Garden there mm-hmm. I was with my, my boyfriend at the time and I was like would you like to get married? <laughs> I, f- I full on proposed to him, and he was like, "If I knew that video games were like all that I needed to get chicks, I would have done this way sooner." <laughs> <laughs> but you so didn't ex- get married, and I think that's sad. And no, but I did, run, I, 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 I did run into him like eight years later, and he was like, "Wait a minute, you proposed to me?" And I was like, "Yes, I did." I love the idea that you started as like the biggest fangirl of the video games that you now report on. It's so sad. <laughs> like, like here's the thing: is like I'm still the biggest fangirl now. I just like get paid for it. Exactly. I think instead of having to like pay for all the servers myself. I think my goal in life is to get successful enough that I can just be like, remember that game I liked? Let's make a new one. Like, <laughs> I'll Bring just me buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. Order the- a sequel. Exactly. Like, Trilobite just re- resurrected themselves to make a new seventh guest game. And I was like, I did it with my mind. It was me. <laughs> well, well, maybe if we we're very lucky, else- we'll get that with Battletoads. Before oh, we discover God. what else Meg has made with her mind, uh, I'm going to read mm-hmm. this real quick. Drop the candy bar, drop the potato chips. They're not good for you. Do what I do. Do what we do. They're right over there. They're delicious. Get delicious guilt-free snacks at Nature Box, which offers hundreds of nutritionally approved, nutritionist-approved snacks to choose from from the bold flavors you crave. Instead of succumbing to the old vending machines or conven- convenience store junk, get a selection of tasty, crave-worthy options from Nature Box and feel better about snack time. So in the afternoon slump, when I'm hungry and irritable and I'm starting to act more like Michael because he's not the best at Achievement Hunter, (laughs) uh, do what I do. Grab sriracha sriracha roasted cashews or Peruvian roasted corn nuts or Asiago cheese crackers from NatureBox. Uh, So good and so much better for you than other snack options out there. And now I want to give you a chance to try NatureBox for free with a trial box featuring five of their most popular snacks. You heard me, free snacks. Start your free trial right now by going to naturebox.com slash thepatch. You know you're going to snack. Get smart about it with NatureBox. Go to naturebox.com slash thepatch to get a free trial box of delicious snacks. So, Meg, have you created anything else with your brain? Apparently, I created a lot of creep-tastic moments by breathing on the mic, and I'm sorry, everyone. That's, that's I think I literally was boxes. sitting like this or something, and I didn't realize it was I picking me up. So, much. so it should be like... like <laughs> apparently, I've been breathing. In the- <laughs> that was a different kind of sound. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. We're sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point I this noticed, I was like, I'm episode pretty of the close patch is to this. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know who my favorite achievement hunter is? It's got to be Jack. Oh. I mean, he Jack? just cares so much. I mean, I'm right here. He's do we the have best. To, do we have to do this? Oh, tell the truth or just we, do we want us to lie? Speaking of everything old is new again, Indigo <laughs> Prophecy's coming out for iOS. Did you just call Jack old? <laughs> 
I'm older than him, so no. <laughs> Only barely. Uh, did you guys play the original Indigo Prophet? Mm-hmm. I did not. No. Well, it was good. Tell you us about it, Great. Ryan. Move on to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same company that made Hard Rain. Did you play Hard Rain? No. All right. Blank looks all around. Hard Ryan. Rain. It's a great game. You should play hey, Ryan, it. Ryan, is it on PC? Uh, well, Indigo Prophecy was. I was trying to give you a chance to like, you know, do your PC do, thing. Do you yeah. mean Heavy Rain? Like it. Heavy Rain. Hard rain, heavy rain. Hard rain. I don't know that game. I'm not gonna lie, but I do know heavy rain. I didn't play heavy rain. I played like ten minutes of it. (laughs) I played a lot of the uh, the, of Indigo Prophecy. Hard rain sounds like the porn version of bad. But now that I know that you didn't know the game, we can't. Unfortunately, we can't. If it's made by Microsoft, we couldn't stream it now. That or Spark Sexy Time also canceled. Uh, Heavy rain. Was that also a game? Hard Rain. That sounds familiar. Look, it's, it's a, a book. Look, Hard Rain. It, no, wait. I'm thinking of Acid Rain. I was like, it's a game right. where you just have to try and leave as many like dirty marks as possible on windshields of cars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just going around I've never staining. Heard of that. All right. That sounds like another one of those uh, Japanese visual novel games. Like, I'm a pigeon. Now I'm staining windshields. No, now I'm dating the rain. Had to right. feel ruined boyfriend windshield. <laughs> It got, it, weird. it got weird. It, it was like, and then it weird. Uh, no, okay. So Fahrenheit was also what it was called in Europe. Mm. Uh, it's it's very similar. If you played Heavy Rain, the the style of it will feel very familiar. It's got a lot of that kind of quick time action. It's very Heavy Rain was story. like rotate this and then yeah. over here to open the window. They like it was a lot, lot of, of really tactile movements, tactile yes, movements. They did the same thing. It does a lot of really weird. I don't know how it will translate to iOS. I assume it'd be one of those where you have to hold the screen and do it. But it it did a lot of really interesting things with thumbsticks. Huh, yeah. Like, your thumbs uh, swelled three sizes by they, the time you were done. They grew three sizes like, that day. Bleh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were like that guy that's the arm wrestler that has the one arm that's like three times the size of the other arm. That was what your thumbs would look like. After Indigo Prophecy? Yes. Yeah, Heavy Rain was the same way. I just remember it being really awkward. Like, open the car door. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, around and hook. But, yeah, uh, I always suck at this. No, the game started off with you, you come back to consciousness in a bathroom having somebody's blood on your hands and there's a dead body in there. I thought you were going to mention something about missing a kidney. No. You still have all your kidneys. As far as you know. I, as far as you know. I don't think it comes think up in the story. I think at any point in time you have no idea how many kidneys you have, right? Like, you wouldn't know right now if it's you only true. had one. If I was feeling around, I like to think I would know. Yeah. I feel like you feel like there's like a little gap there. Suddenly, uh, oh, the second Diet Coke of the day might, made my side hurt. Ah, <laughs> uh, I must be missing one. You wouldn't know. That's true. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't played it, pick it up. Especially, uh, I think on iOS it'll translate pretty well. Because uh, it wasn't, you know, it's been a while. So the graphics It's so weird how help. many old games now come to iOS. It's a great second market for those type games. You know what um, What game I thought did a really good job of thumbsticks? And I okay. thought it would actually translate really well to, uh, to the Wii. And it would also probably do well on touchscreens if it, they could handle it, is um, Okami. Really? So, I don't think did you play it's, uh, the, the only game to out... Out Zelda, Zelda. Yeah, the whispery uh, voices. At, the whispery voices at the beginning are my favorite. It's crazy. Uh, if you're not familiar with the comic, it's a, uh, it's a uh, Zelda-like in that it's open world, but then with a whole bunch of dungeons. Uh, you are Amaterasu, a like a wolf god sort of, and uh, you have to go through a world that's kind of been cursed and dark and not all that cheery and make it beautiful again. And you cast spells basically by tracing different shapes. So there'd be like a spiral and that would do one or you would draw a circle around a tree and that would then make the tree blossom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you do that. It was all, you know, context sensitive. You could do different spells, different places, and they would help you help you to progress through the game or the particular dungeon or or what have you. By the way, stunning game has aged very, very well. Uh, I believe an HD version came out for PS3 last year. Amazing. But you would use a you'd use a thumbsticks for it. Uh-huh. I always actually thought that the, the Wii was the perfect place for it, and it did come out on the Wii because you'd use like gesture to do it instead. Mm-hmm. Even better, touchscreens. Yeah, that would be. There are some games that don't. When you said gestures, I was like, oh, that'd be perfect. But um, Resident Evil Four came to the Wii, and that's the worst game to have motion <laughs> controls on because if you're even remotely jumpy, Leon just turns around and you're. So, what's going on? Oh, oh god! Which oh, Leon is absolutely am. I, right? Like, how can you not be? But it immediately reacts. I remember being turned around and being like, Leon, you idiot! It's me! I know, I'm sorry, but... Look, it's getting you in the moment. It's, it wants you to see how, how nervous you are. You know, if you're getting jittery, then it's like... Ha, ha, ha. 
I guess that's Swish. true. Yeah. So. And Okami on the Wii makes me think of that's when they use the IGN photo. Do you remember that whole thing on their that. box art? They had like an IGN <laughs> watermark because they had just pulled it off of the website. Yeah. Nice. The things that we remember about <laughs> games. Yeah. I was I was actually really sad when that studio went under because I I always irrationally hoped for a sequel or something building on that. Another game I always wished for was a Psychonauts sequel. Oh, Psychonauts I think a lot was of awesome. Loved Why did Psychonauts? Psychonauts get a well, I guess it, it actually was... wasn't a commercial success. No, but it was weird to me. And this, um, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get the chance at the time because there were no like, you know, I wasn't doing podcasts or anything like that. So let me just like put out my little soapbox now. Like, All right. 10 years later, maybe. You get on your soapbox. Like, not quite mic. 10. Meg, you start trying to focus with your mind to see if you can get a Psychonauts sequel going. But all right. So, um, Primer for Psychonauts, for those who haven't played it, it's a, it's a platform puzzle game by Double Fine, uh, done in a super cartoony, very um, stylized world where you play a kid who has snuck into a, a summer camp for psychics, and you end up going inside people's minds and helping them get better. Um, yeah, it was know, the original Xbox game, right? So, uh, Xbox and I don't know if it made it the PS. That was the two. thing about it is it came out on Xbox, uh-huh. it came out on PlayStation, and it came out on PC. And I always thought it was a huge miss that it didn't come out on a Nintendo platform because with the with the cartoony stylized nature and the fact that it was a platformer, that would have been the perfect fit. That's like what they do. It's like the market for it. I don't know. That may have been – it was a – Kind of dark game. It's a, maybe a little out of it, the it, average Nintendo wheelhouse. It dealt with some with some darker issues, but in kind of a lighthearted and fun manner. It did, but you were going into some broken people. You did, but you made them better. You did. You know, they were also those worlds were so cool. There was like the one where you went into it was a descendant of Napoleon, I think, who was always like they felt like they didn't uh-huh. live up to Napoleon, and it was like this whole patchwork battlefield but like in a cute way and there was the one that was like the running of the bulls it was a time like you had to like go through a corridor with timing because the bull would keep coming by oh man it's so good not to mention right i think you'd like this one is the one with the milk the one with the milk yeah there was the it was like a level of it's like it's like all like cia spooks and um, like it's very the conspiracy theory, and it's like I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. That's like that's like the one quote I remember. It's like the milkman was the savior, and all these CIA guys were trying to like I don't know capture the milkman. Wow, I mean he's got the premium white. Got to get that. Can't have it imported just anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. <laughs> uh, but that thinking was amazing. It never got a sequel. It, I guess it didn't do well enough commercially. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and blame its release because the game itself was so good. It was very flawed. Like, it was very, you know, it had some camera issues and all that. But at the time, like, I couldn't care less about any of that because I had such an amazing time playing it. You know what the game needed? An open market of Let's Players playing it to get the word out about it. <laughs> Give it free advertising. Ryan, I wanted to let you know that um, aside from my soft breathing that everyone's commenting on, some people have said that Hard Rain was a, a Left 4 Dead 2 DLC. Ah. <laughs> also, a shitty, also a shitty action movie. Wait, oh. With oh, Christian no, Slater. Movie. So, yes, 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 yes. That was it. So, I forgot about that. They're coming to your rescue. Don't worry. I knew it was a thing. How could you not use the words hard rain in a movie game fiction title of some ilk somewhere along the line? <gasps> heavy hard rain. Yes. That's heavy and hard. It's it's hail going for your face. And also, Ashley, Ashley there was Gass. an Okami sequel Okami on a DS. I, which makes me really happy. I just always thought it was, like, another adaptation of Okami. So, assuming, like, is, wait, is 3DS backwards compatible? I'm not sure where my DS is, but there's something I need to go play right now. It's right. so, fantasy life. You're continuing on. No, I'm done. I, I finished it. I totally finished it. How many different variations of a Nintendo handheld device do you have? Currently have or have had? Currently own? So, are you, this are is you an important rid of them as you buy new ones? No, I have three right now. You have three right now, okay. No, I hand mine down. I, I like to... Okay, you pass like them to, off. No, I... Don't pass them off. Oh, I excuse expand, me. <laughs> I, I, I expand the family. I see, but you keep them on a I, leash. Also, I, you I do. You're willing to yank I, them back. I do whenever. get the big ends. Good work. <laughs> Ashley also does the thing where she's like, mm, "New limited edition." I had to hand mine down. I gotta get a new one. <laughs> Whenever she wants a new limited edition, she's like, "I'm gonna give this one away, so I have to get a new one." It's pretty much true. So now that you know that there's an Okami game for uh, DS, which yes. family member do you have to roll? To get back your the correct gaming console, 
You know what? I think I actually have a DS in a storage unit somewhere. <laughs> so I'm just going to go hunt that. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I have a DS Lite in a storage unit somewhere. I'm going to go hunt that down. Do you need like an Indiana Jones hat? What kind of, how deep of a storage unit are we talking here? Is it going to be in the back in a box and you're like, ah, and well, then a boulder I'm, comes? I'm going to need some plane tickets to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have stuff in Sydney? She has a lot of stuff. Tell the truth. I still have my entire storage unit, and I haven't shipped my stuff back here yet. How much is that We should make an indie game called Ashley Storage Unit, and just each (laughs) month it charges you. That's just, that's the game. Every time, whenever we have a convention down there, you should just go... I for really the no, should, and you just, you just fill up an extra bag and bring it back. I yes, that would that <laughs> like having if I had done that for like all of the shows that we've been down to in Australia since I've been a Rooster Teeth, my storage unit would still have a lot of books in it. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Those are the heavy ones. That'll yeah. put your bag over the fifty-pound limit easy. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, going from games that looked uh, a little dated, uh, did you guys see the Unreal Engine Four demo? Looks amazing. They're doing a weird thing with the like with the whole Unreal Engine thing. I like it, but I'm very curious to see how it goes. Like with the whole like the crowdsourcing of mm-hmm. really like a whole bunch of different elements and and games and all that. But the engine looks absolutely fantastic. Well, I do want to put some. I, I, I'm going to be the devil's advocate for Unreal Engine Four. Oh sure, you do it in that voice, and it sounds sexy. What are we oh. supposed to do? I'm the devil's Let advocate. Let me tell you a little bit about the Unreal Engine Four. Uh, All right. Uh, the I'd demo see. is uh, is that yeah? He, you know, he did like some Audible books. Not good. <laughs> it was a, not a good career path for him. Anyway, so uh, we're showing on screen right now. The thing about this that I did take away from it is it looks really pretty, and obviously it's a it's got a free cam, so there's someone walking around. But what they don't really show, and what is really impressive, is things like dynamic light, you know, ray trace shadows. Everything that they show in that demo could easily have been baked in, baked in lighting effects, uh, which it makes it look really good, but they still haven't necessarily showed off anything revolutionary. I think a lot of people are getting suckered in by how pretty the demo is, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can render any of that lighting in real time. I don't know. I I went down to Epic once and interviewed some of the artists there and people who worked actually in Gears of War mm-hmm. and hear them talk about light. Like, it's interesting. Like, they're just like, oh, there's this, I, this new sunlight thing that we did and it's dynamic. And then when you blink, your eyelashes make a different. <laughs> like, it's, they are obsessed. Well, so I am sure there are all sorts of crazy dynamic filters we have no idea about that are in there. One of the things that really got me when they were talking about the Tomb Raider remaster for the current gen consoles was they'd be like, there's like subdermal scattering. Yep, subdermal and, scattering. Um, and, and I'd be like, I'm so, th- there were, that's the only one I remember, but there uh-huh. were like five of those. And I, I just at some point went, yeah, it looks really good. Subdermal <laughs> scattering is what makes uh, light on skin look like light on skin. So if you were to like have a light behind my ear, you know how if this was illuminated, you'd see like the light kind of coming through the ear. Kind of light diffuses through skin. And that's what subdermal scattering is. Uh, Could you imagine going on a first date with someone and being like, what do you do? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I study light on skin. Yeah. <laughs> like how skin reacts And your to skin light. is oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. See, let that's me get a pickup an, line, Let right? me get a light behind yeah. that ear. Let me see what you got there. Oh, nice. that diffuse nice. is so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, light, yeah, the light is actually the, kind of the crux matter for a lot of CG rendering because that's the hardest part in a lot of ways. I mean, we've we've got tools now that make surfaces look like they have more geometry than they, than they really do. I mean... Uh, with, you know, normal mapping, parallax mapping, bump mapping. There's lots of ways you can make bump something. Bump mapping fold life. Yeah. Bitches. Bump it all night. Uh, <laughs> the, and that's, but it's how they interact with light that makes it really hard because shadows, especially a soft shadow, is really difficult and really uh, render time consuming. Uh, it's funny. I actually saw a post on uh, Reddit Gaming where they're like, eh, remember what games looked like eight years ago? And it's an old screenshot of Crisis, Crisis the uh, Crytek engine. Uh, which has been doing a lot of those lighting effects for a long time now. Some of their jungle stuff, even back then, was amazing. Uh, and it's weird that you don't see more of that carried forward into the console world yet. It's well, getting there. Well, but remember when Crisis was like, one computer can run it. Crisis. <laughs> one frame per second. <laughs> it's like an old daguerreotype. It just, yeah, well, remember the um, the very first Far Cry? It's like it's hard to look at it now and be like, revolutionary. <laughs> but when it came out, like that was the that was the you know Crytek engine, you know, mm-hmm. Cry yeah, Crytek you know made that like that was like their first Cry engine. big yeah Cry engine. Sorry, there we go. I knew that was wrong somehow. Uh, like that was their baby, and at the time that was like, whoa, like look at the, look at the leaves move, bro. They were the <laughs> earliest ones that did the things that it was like, okay, this is an island. 
Oh, and you can see all the way over there? Yeah, you can go there. Just go on. Just go. No, it's fine. You can see it from here if you got a sniper I, rifle. Look, uh, there he is. Mm, did yeah. they or was... Uh, which came first? Far- no, Morrowind came way before that. Morrowind was definitely an open world like that, but Far Cry had much, it felt like at least, much longer draw distances. Far Cry kind of worked around it by having a lot of hills and a lot of terrain and trees and things that would get in your way. Far Cry, you could see a long way. Or at least it's the first one that really made me feel like the draw distance was excessively long. You mean you don't like when you walk into a bunch of bushes and there's like an invisible wall that you somehow can't (laughs) climb this one ledge? I don't, I can't, uh, just... Like, no, I know you're obviously a, you know, Olympic level gymnastics and you can climb anything and you've got magic tools, but... And your athletics is at a hundred. Too much for you. Yeah. All right, (laughs) pack it in, buddy. Not going to get over there today. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. That was always one of the most uh, frustrating parts about uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Such I mean, a Just good game. talking about Kurt Schilling the other day for some reason. Yeah. Oh, well, Kurt Schilling sent us uh, a, a really a really nice note about yeah. Monty. Yeah. Uh, condolences. Um, I, was, I was actually very sad when 30th Studios went under with that whole thing because Kingdoms of Amalur was... Like, it was a, it was a great game. The story was like, eh, as far as fantasy goes... I'm not a huge fan of R.A. Is it Salvatore or just Salvatore? R.A. Salvatore? I think I he's think. Spanish, so I was just defaulted to pronou- uh-huh. pronouncing it Salvatore. But Salvatore. Just make it as fancy as possible. Um, uh, but the game was, was brilliant. It was a lot of the gameplay of Elder Scrolls, but mixed with the graphic sensibilities of like maybe like a World of Warcraft um, or a Fable, mixed with that fucking bonkers story that didn't really make any sense. Um but the the occasional invisible wall, mm. just like no. strategically placed mm, to yeah. thwart you from having real fun. I found that in uh, Dead Island also. Lots of like random. I can't jump up this damn ledge. Just let me up the ledge. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah, yeah there's some of that in Dead. Uh, uh, dead uh, sorry, Dying Light. Mm. No, almost didn't get it out there. <laughs> uh, hold on, we'll talk about that in just a second. I got to read this. Oh. Uh, uh, we want to remind everyone that this episode of uh, The Patch is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a subscription box service for geeks and gamers that delivers awesome, exclusive items to your door for less than $20 a month, plus shipping. There are three plans to choose from. Loot Crate makes a great gift that keeps on giving. Previous crates have included items from Marvel, Nintendo, Blizzard, and many more. Go to LootCrate.com slash RoosterTeeth and use the code RoosterTeeth to save 10% uh, on any subscription plan. Use the code ROOSTERTEETH at LootCrate.com slash ROOSTERTEETH. ROOSTERTEETH. The company I work for, which I can sometimes say, look, we have a Loot Crate. You actually have one. What is in this one? Hold on. Oh. Are we having a, we're having a live unboxing? unboxing. Hold on. No, rotate towards the camera. There we go. It's a shirt. It's a shirt. What, is the shirt, what is. does the shirt say? Oh, it's, it's a halo. It's... I got a uh, metallic series figure. Screw you guys! I'm keeping Halo Lego thingy. Wow, this is a real mix of stuff. You got Mega Man and this is Mega Man helmet. A Halo Mega Block. Somebody opened it and looked at it. I did an unboxing. Who opened it already? Oh no! I killed it. Okay, well we broke everything. That's well. There you go, loot crate. That's what we do here. Toys. So, what are you guys playing these days? That's what we're playing. Oh, sorry, you you fired in there like you had something. What'd you got? Oh, I know. I'm still playing Dragon Age Inquisition. All right. Um, okay. I'm still, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still pretty bad at it, uh, but I'm getting better. Uh-huh. I'm getting better. Um, I haven't been playing a lot of games the last couple days. Um, mostly Dragon Age, like running around, like killing bears and stuff, and like trying to a do, noble like, pursuit. Bears are a dangerous thing. They really are. And just You're making to do, the internet safer. You know what I've been doing a lot the last couple of days is just any sort of like correct in injustice side quests. You're bringing justice to those who don't have it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a weird thing. So um, after uh, on on Sunday after um, we visited the hospital after um after Monty uh, passed away, I actually went home and I immediately turned on Dragon Age and just lost myself in it for several hours just, you know. Trying to do something that you would save the world. Right. You know, um, save at least a world that I could, or, like, make it make sense. Right. Oh, which is a nice thing I actually always really liked video games for, is um, you can do that. You can save the world. Yeah. So it's really nice um, to, to get, like, that little, like, measure of control. And then occasionally do, you know, you, like, picket scabs. Like, 
I was like, I should play Limbo again. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe, you know what? Maybe this is not the time. Limbo is Ooh, a harsh game well, regardless. It's a good place to, well, that mean. I, it's just, to me, Limbo is so jarring in the way that it handles mm-hmm. death. It's so abrupt, which is very realistic, but it's so, I feel like I get to the point where I don't want to try new things in the game because I feel guilty every time. Because it's so like, oh, my cute little baby, no. Yeah. The big spider that got you, I'm sorry. Yeah, it got, it got you real good. Yeah. Things go real bad for your character in that game. But if you persevere. That's true. Uh, what? I mean, there's a happy ending. I, I spoiled it, all right? Happy things happen at the end of the game if you win. Or does it? See, Wait, look at that. Are you going to harsh my thing? I just, I just unspoiled it. What's up, bro? I, are you going to harsh it? I just unspoiled your spoiler. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that we should address right now is how far back do we go before we can discuss things like endings and games? Uh, Limbo was a free game a couple months ago yeah. on uh, on Xbox. So I think, and it's been out for you know several years at this point. I also, mean, really... it's not really a narrative thing. I mean, you, you go through the game. It's more of a platformer puzzler, and then at the end it's just got a little moment, but it, there's not like a story that unfolds through the whole thing. Well, I don't what think about there's like even a, a meta Let's story. talk about like a Braid. Braid's been out for a long time mm-hmm. and has a very serious story that goes throughout the whole game. When can you talk about the end of that game? You know, I, it's, we it's always like, have it's, this it's problem of statute of limitations. Like, I, would like, I would very much like to discuss um, Limbo. You know, I think the, the ending is very interesting in, in, you know, in regards to certain themes and um another game that i'd like to discuss but it requires discussing things like spoilers is um is a game called uh called brothers which uh i'll tease something right now uh there's a recording of brothers i believe that just took place today in the achievement her office Hmm. so look for that wow i love how you're like like, mysterious. Mm-hmm. You kind of creeped me out. I think they got me all creeped out on the camera. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to breathe on the mic a little bit more. I didn't know I was doing it. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, there, there are actually there are a lot of really, really like interesting and, and great games out there that I think handle themes of like family and unfairness and death like really, really well. And um, it's actually a, a for me, it's a, like a mark of the the maturity or increasing maturity of, of the industry and for our you know our hobby in this medium. The games are able to do that. They're able to speak meaningfully about some really heavy subjects, well, know, like mean, like death. Video games, in a lot of ways, have matured with uh, around our generation. I mean, they've come to the part where uh, they're now speaking. Is there's games obviously designed for adults and that they speak to adult subjects. Right. Um, so. They, it's been something that throughout at least my life I've been able to play pretty much everything because there's you know value to games that come out now just as much as there was value to games that came out when I was a kid uh, that are willing to take on those issues and talk about deeper things about life. Uh, that's a real mark of growth, I think, for any medium is when you're ready to tackle things that actually might hurt, mm-hmm. uh, then it means a lot more. Yeah, there are like... Um... One of the things that makes me really proud of games as a medium is the sheer number of games that can reduce me to, like, a bawling mess. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh, from games you don't expect. Professor Layton and the Unwound Future. Let me tell you about Heartbreak. Really? Oh, you want to say really? You play Professor Layton and you don't ball at the end of that freaking game twice. Yeah, I haven't played any. No, I don't don't know. Full full play with Ryan, but wait, it's going to have to be a sponsor cup. Oh, it is Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. That's one of those games. Way to go, Nintendo. Anybody else who's played it, please back me up. You know. It hurts. All right. Professor Layton. You know what? Sad times. You know what got me was, um, I mean, there's. I, I ball like at the drop of a hat. Like I'll see like a happy video about like a rescued puppy oh, on I the know. internet, and I'll just be like, <sighs> and Bernie will be like, "What's wrong?" And I'll be like, "It's happy." <laughs> I'm like that with everything. I cry in movies. I cried in Big Hero Six. Oh, who who did it? Are you satisfied with your care? Um. Oh, you got her. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tearing up a little. So um, We're in HD now. The, you uh, can't escape. Stop yeah. it. The uh, but one of the ones that really got me was actually Final Fantasy X. I played it through three times. That was sad. I oh god, I played Final Fantasy X two when it came out. Um, I played it twice. And if anyone is familiar with Final Fantasy X two and the bizarre storyline of like, like I did save the world, and then I was like, I'm gonna become a pop singer. Well, Why where not? do you go from there? Get you know, save the world. Right. You've got ultimate notoriety. Everyone knows your name. Yeah. So, uh, like, I played through that game twice. And to be fair, the dress fear system, 
is amazing. Um, but you know, I like I went. I wouldn't have played it twice, except <laughs> I had to get the perfect ending to finish out my Final Fantasy X experience. To really bring, mm. you had to go to a whole separate game to get a, uh, co- uh, a conclusion to ten. No, there's very there's like a very beautiful closure in mm. ten, but uh, ten two opens up new possibilities, like you know, like new hopes, and there are three different endings. And so the 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 perfect ending, the one that I wanted, that's the ending to my story, mm-hmm. was um, you had to get 100%. And uh, I missed one thing in the first, like, five minutes of 10-2 before I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to make sure I get 100%. So I'm going to like, do a guide. I didn't kick a Moogle. That's it? That's all you You didn't get do. the perfect I, ending because you didn't kick a moogle. I, moogle. Yeah, moogle. I didn't kick a moogle in the first, like, five minutes as you're, like, running along the docks in, like, tutorial mode. And as a result, there was no way for me to get 100% in that game. I had to play through. And I didn't, like, I was going through the whole thing trying to figure out, like, where I went wrong and why I was only, like, 99.9%. Did you kick the hell out of it? You're oh, my God. You're just like, <laughs> I kicked the shit out of that moogle. There's nothing left but a stain. <laughs> Um, you know, but like that, like that, that ending and the, you know, the sort of bittersweet sadness and closure of, of Final Fantasy X and the sacrifice there was, drove me to play that second game twice, oh like gosh. all the way through. And like, this is a long game. We're, you know, we're talking like a yeah. hundred hour game. Now, the real question is, did you create a fan site for that game? No. Are any of your Not fan sites fan. still out there? No. Really? Not a one? We don't have like a look back no, at believe, where we can um, find one? Or? No, uh, I think, uh, I... They can kind of be found on the Wayback Machine, except mm-hmm. all the images are missing, so nothing's really there. But uh, the I, the forums, like um, after the the site went down, um, the like some some of the community members like put the forums back up, um, and those might still be around for at least for the Alice site. I did need sites for like the longest journey because I was a huge fan of that game and Black and White and uh, and Shadowbane, which is actually how I ended up transitioning into actual industry. Right. Meg, how about you? What are you playing these days? Oh, all right. I was still like, no, wait. Well, that was like that was like real. I'm sorry. I just feel like I just monopolized a whole bunch of time. Well, no, no. It's, it's, it's conversation. It's, it's fluid. It moves. It's cool. I just, I'm really. I told Ashley before we started playing. She was like, think about what you've been playing this week, and I was like, I'm ashamed. I don't want to. You're share. ashamed. It's. We got that a Wii U. We literally got a Wii U. Like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> we got a Wii U in the house like five days ago, and we haven't stopped playing Mario Kart Eight. It's not like it's it's so fun. It's like I understand like games that are cathartic and nothing is as good as beating someone you love at Mario Kart 8 <laughs> and just rubbing it in their face. Because when you're in like the way that the system works when you're in 150cc and you're doing the high the fast paced action uh, is that if you're in second all of the AI bullshit that it can come up with is focused <laughs> on the first player it can get to which is the person who's in second. So if you're in first it's so easy but as soon as you get dropped down just a little bit the computer just screws you over so hard so we've been playing that non-stop in our house um and also i want to start earthbound because uh the wii u virtual console you can play earthbound on so that'll happen soon but mario kart 8 come on okay that's nothing wrong with that you don't have to be ashamed i mean a little ashamed it's nintendo they're the enemy enemy, guess who we're not sponsored by anytime soon nintendo look (laughs) nintendo is they make really amazing games can can we talk about that they do make some really good like, games. Like, I know games. that, like, Ryan, Nintendo's not really, like, your thing because the types of games they make aren't up your alley. And, you know, you're, you know, your your family's, you know, very young and they're not really playing games yet. And so that sort of thing is not your cup of tea. But get That's ready to love them. Because they're going to become but Actually, your cup of tea. Actually, you say that. I recently yanked my Wii out of uh, out of storage, hooked it up, and, and got Super Mario Bros. 3 for my uh, three-year-old to start playing. Aww. Yeah, he wants to be the red one and I'll be the green one. (laughs) Shout out, Eli. What what that really means is like he's like I'm gonna go first and then I'm gonna take your turns. Well, actually, usually it's uh, I I can't do this part, Daddy. Here, that's funny because Gavin and I just played through Super Mario Three for the Uh he'd never played it. I've played it endlessly, so I'm just like bouncing through the levels really quick. And Gavin's like, "What's this one? Oh, it falls down." Okay, can I have some lives? <laughs> what do you got going on over there? We also played uh, Super Mario World. We got all the way through. We beat Bowser, and we we're going through to get our, uh, I think the highest you can get is like 97 star or whatever, uh-huh. 98 star or something. So we're going through and getting all the optional things. 
we come back the next day, and my Super Nintendo, my Famicom is great, but my Super Nintendo has been a little bit on the fritz, and Penny knocked it when we um, were playing. We just booted up our game, and it deleted everything on the cartridge. Oh, my gosh. And so now we don't play that game. And, what, and, what, happen- and, and what happens to that particular living being is it still it's not penny's fault that she has a big snout and isn't it knocks it? the cartridge isn't it don't say anything to gavin he's real man <laughs> <laughs> why are you playing it on well i mean that's a, kudos I, to you for actually well, playing a, it on the original that's console when we, gavin was like we're getting a wii u and we're playing it on the wii u it was like what the deciding factor in getting a wii u is because my super nintendo screwed it up but i love playing on my super nintendo and i'm sorry that it sucks now no i mean the truth is i really actually i do like a lot of nintendo games a lot of times if i'm very negative against Nintendo's, it's because it's good for discussion. Like, we can talk about it if someone's like, this is bad. Uh, that being said, motion controls on Nintendo are the worst thing that have ever <laughs> been invented. I mean, can we at least agree that they're terrible? Oh my god, I heard about you and bowling. <sighs> I, I are want, you bad at bowling? Can we talk about Wait, it? Because I heard, I heard I about already, 16 yeah. stories about how bad you are. All right, I <laughs> spent the first seven frames just trying to make the ball go straight. I you did this. Yes, You're I figured out by the end of it that overhand... Is the only way to make the ball go no, straight. Really? What? Yeah, How? Jack's like, he, he just keeps bowling. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You just compensate for the fact that it's shitty. Like, no, no. I'm going to figure out how to make that ball go straight. No, so you you're can't do it. So you're overhand it? Yeah. I, just, I, I had to try something, right? When the Wii first came out, um, I got, like, tennis elbow. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, like, or boxer's elbow, I guess, like, from, like, the Wii boxing. Because uh-huh. I would, like, there's, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to, like, there's no way. I was like fully like like <laughs> oh yeah. And afterwards I was like ow. Oh. I remember like tennis so and being like waking up the next day and being like something's wrong. My arm hurts. Oh, it's tennis arm. <laughs> it's like wait, so we... this is what exertion feels like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't work out a lot. That we really got me. No, but I heard so many stories about how you wouldn't accept how the controls no, work. No, I'm not so willing. So that you you rebelled against them. I was willing overhand. to lose that match in Hunt. Speci- just to dedicate dedicate my time to figuring out why the motion control was so bad, I couldn't do it. Like I was trying every way to flick your wrist. I'm flicking it this way. I'm flicking it that way. I'm flicking it this way. Thing won't roll that direction. Uh huh. That it's so motion control. He, re- he accepts bad. no user error no. on this, no matter what the story Look, is. I love the idea of motion controls. I really do. But they gotta work. That's my line in the sand. All right, and and we have Ryan's like. Before we, you found my rage. I did. Well, I, <laughs> Ryan, I knew you had the rage in you. I knew you just had to just kind of dig deep. But there's a lot anger. of that classic Nintendo stuff that I actually really do like a lot. In fact, we did a countdown or top whatever that was my favorite games, and one of my favorite games was Super Mario World because I think I got to 98 on that. I think that's the highest you can get. You can't get a hundred star. That doesn't exist. No, I think uh, I want to say you can do 99. Maybe it's though. 99, but yeah. whatever it is, it's not a hundred. Probably didn't have memory address to roll over to a hundred. That's an extra digit. There just wasn't room for in the cartridge at the time. <laughs> um, before we move on at all, uh, people said yes. Professor Layton was, and and you know, unwound feature was absolutely. Thank you. Drinking lots of lots of crying. Thank you. Um, uh, and also, we still need to play Ace Attorney. I saw some people were saying that. <laughs> I am not the only person who cried at Final Fantasy X. Uh, and we're told to stay away from the uh, dog reunites with soldier type of videos. Which, by the way, that's the uh, Ubisoft th- game that came out. Um, this nope, not this, this war, of war of mine. Was that uh, that's that, not that was a game. game? No, there was, there were, there Valiant we go. Hearts. Valiant. Yeah, there we go. Um, Valiant Hearts. Oh, uh, I saw the trailer for that, and it looked really good, and I cried almost in the trailer. I, I did cry <laughs> in the trailer. The dog out lays E3. down, and you're like, no, doggy, no. <laughs> right? It's like it's like the dog like lays down on a grave, and I'm like, what is this game? Bernie and uh, and JD played it, and I was like, I'll be upstairs. I'm not even going in another room. I want to know. Nothing about this. I don't want to hear the sound. I was like, you don't want to hear. No. (laughs) Give me flashbacks to um, I Am Legend. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty sad. See more tears. That that was more tears. My dogs would have abandoned me so long before that. Honestly, (laughs) like real life dogs are like, "Uh, yeah, but they're not after me. So sorry. See ya. There's a whole city here full of treats that I can find on my own. Well, uh, talking about visceral reactions to video games, Mortal Kombat X. I do this. Look, I think people are really taking this the wrong way, looking at all the fatalities and things in this. 
uh, we should really be thanking uh, Mortal Kombat for providing a valuable anatomy lesson uh, to the kids of today. (laughs) So great. This video, by the way, is amazing. (laughs) Poor Marshawn Lynch. I love when he just leaves. He just walks out. He's had enough. Look, horrible things happen to people in that game. I think we're all focusing on the wrong things. Let's look at the friendships. Where are those? The babalities. When did they hug it out at the end or what? Friendships are always like their little like it says in the rainbow and it goes friendship and then they bake like a freaking cake for you or like a pie. Yeah, but isn't it like the guy's head in the cake? I mean, it's very itchy and scratchy. Like we're trying, okay? (laughs) Somebody shows their boobs. Let's get that. Let's focus on that. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Ryan's like, "I'm in. I'll be there." What key combo is that? Does that also go into x-ray mode? That doesn't sound as appealing. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never knew Sonya had implants. Is that the right character? <laughs> Sonya's in it. Yeah? Wow. All right, cool. Um, Katana, maybe? <laughs> no, I just love that, that every time Mortal Kombat comes up, I'm like, yeah, the game is great and everything. And I'm like, how about that ESRB? <laughs> Thanks. Remember that? Remember those? I remember when that game first came out and I couldn't fathom... That it could be that it could be that violent. I remember mm-hmm. my older brothers playing it, and Baraka used to give me nightmares. And I still, as an adult, can't look at him because he has like these arms. Do that! <laughs> it gives me nightmares. So like, has this game ever been played in Australia? Did it make it through? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of it? games that make it through. They're just heavily censored. Do you get like green like blood? The, what, well, you, what do you leave in? Like fight. Well, <laughs> so one of Australia's big sensitivities, they have sensitivities to drugs uh, and they have sensitivities to sexual violence. So right. not a lot of that in Mortal Kombat. Right, Mortal so Kombat, unless Goro Mortal starts Kombat doping, is, it's okay. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, right. Let's talk about the benefits of Mortal Kombat violence. It's really just straight. No one, no, no one is trying to do anything terrible. They're just trying to kill each other in horrific ways. It's right. true, you know, in a in the in a spirit of uh, sportsmanship and uh, world uh, saviorship or domination, depending on which character you're playing. Uh, well, yes. Well, all right then. So <laughs> there you go, Mortal Kombat, uh, heroes of anatomy there's a, lessons. There's a box and... quote. Uh, it's not about killing, doing terrible <laughs> things. It's just about killing each other straight. <laughs> Ashley Jenkins, straight up killing. Yeah. Okay. You work with what you got. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, as far as sequels go, there's also a Borderlands 3 that's been confirmed. Uh, uh, the next Meg. big one is all they've said about it. And also it's going to be next gen, but they have not called Current it Borderlands. Mm. I mean, yes, I'm sorry. Whoa. Current gen. But Where the, am whoa, I? Whoa, 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 but the whoa. article said confirmed. It, I read a different article, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was in you, a sales call. Okay. Right. Earnings was, call, it was, yeah. take, yes. it was Take Two's earnings call, but they're all wibble wobbling about it. Yeah, they haven't confirmed the name Borderlands Three. They've only said it's the next big one, and it will be on current gen. But considering that we've had like a pre sequel at this point, like what? I mean, it it's Borderlands Three. It'll be Borderlands the sequel. But <laughs> the the thing that uh, that the PAX South announcement where they were like, yeah, you know, we'd like to make Borderlands Three. What that told me was that it's not in development. Probably not going to be in development still for a little bit, and um, at some point they should they should get some developers. Well, and they're looking for people right now. Like they're like, you could be in the next Borderlands game. You but, could be, but they have that. To, to me, again, like I agree with you. It means they haven't started it because they're still trying to build their team, and that implies years away at this point. Yeah, like I don't know. Nowadays, with the how fast development cycles go, especially if they're going to reuse any of their previous engine, and depending on their assets, are not nearly as heavy as several other games. That's true. And if we're lucky, the um, the release of the Handsome Collection will at least mean that they're adapting their engine for current gen consoles. Yeah, and maybe that's the first step to Borderlands Three. But they'll still have to go through asset building, story, all that stuff. They're losing. Uh, they're losing their writer, possibly. They lost him already um, to well, the I mean, Anthony, rocket jump? Yeah, yeah, so Anthony Birch, uh, who wrote Borderlands 2 in the pre-sequel, has um, left Gearbox and is now working with Rocket Jump on their Hulu show. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Look he forward was to seeing also, that is. Yeah, he was the co-star of Hey Ash, What You Playing? 
Which I, I, I feel like he has all these great accomplishments, but then I saw his Twitter, I was like, hey, Ash, what you playing? Like, I immediately, that's where I know him from. Yeah, hopefully I didn't ever get that all the time. Oh, that's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> then, I, then I wouldn't oh, be you like... Get, oh, is it so hard to get what you're playing? It's not, shut up, Meg. Is that not your life? Oh, what are you playing? Oh, that's <laughs> we need to get something mean for Ryan for people to say, because all anyone ever says is, like, really? Ryan's devilishly handsome. No, oh, great. No. Look how great Ryan looks today. You see the people I work with, right? Like, mean is my life. Life. I'm just in a bath of mean all the time. But are they mean to you, or are they just scared of you? Oh, me? no, it's it's vicious personal attacks at all times. <laughs> I think I should go, like, watch some of that. I think they have real crushes on you. That's something nice. Throw, throw the rocks you at you, because they are like, oh, just the hand. Oh. <laughs> that's what Twitter's doing. <laughs> yeah. oh, just, well, Twitter's always there for me. It says nice things. Um, but yeah, so Borland... We'll let you give your moment to the fans. Do you want to do that again without interruption for no, the uh, for the gifs? <sighs> There's some heavy breathing. Well, I for needed you. some audio yeah. part of Somebody that. Somebody else <laughs> breathe on the mic for once. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's I mean, uh, Borderlands Three will come. It's one of those things where it's like we'll all be super excited for it, yeah. uh, but nobody's going to be surprised by it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, do you want more money? Yeah, yeah, I think I want more money. All right, we'll just put a three at the end. Okay. Yep. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Done. Why haven't they done that? Uh, they don't Let's like Valve, man. Valve. Is, they Valve, should be like, are we, out of, are we out of news? Why no Half-Life 3? <laughs> well, I guess that's where we'll wrap it up then. <laughs> I don't actually know if it's the end of the show or not, but it's somewhere around there. Um, I, I think, think we're, we're a little long. Hey, Control Room, what are we at? We're good. All right. Like, to, to wrap it up? Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap it we're up. We're good. You guys, hey. Half-Life. Oh, yeah. Things full. Half-Life well, 3 yeah. is coming out. Yeah. We decided. Because of port bye. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode. I think we're supposed to do this. Gus would be upset if we didn't. We'll be back next Monday with another episode. No. Nope.